This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the internet at www.ri.ro, Channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn, Radio Romania International 1, and in Europe via satellite Utilsat 16A on 11,512 MHz, vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east. We wish you good reception conditions. Hello, I'm Ana Maria Popescu with the news first, the headlines. Romania's President Klaus Johannes carries on his visit to Brazil, the first leg of his South American tour, which also includes Chile and Argentina. The Chamber of Deputies dismissed the simple motion against the Agriculture Minister Petre Daia, and over 12,000 people have so far visited the exhibition devoted to the great Romanian surrealist artist Victor Brauner. President of Romania Klaus Johannes is carrying on his visit to Brazil today. He travels to Rio de Janeiro, where he has meetings scheduled with the deputy governor and the deputy mayor of the city, and will pay tribute to the World War II heroes. On Monday, Mr. Johannes met with his counterpart, Luis Ignacio Lula da Silva. The two officials signed a joint statement on the development of bilateral relations. Klaus Johannes assured his counterpart, Luis Ignacio Lula da Silva, of Romania's support for advancing the EU-Brazil agenda through projects designed to benefit citizens. This is the first stage of the Romanian president's South American tour, which also includes Chile and Argentina. The goal is to rekindle the top-level dialogue with these countries, and to present Romania's position as an EU and NATO member with respect to the war launched by Russia in neighboring Ukraine. A simple motion tabled by the opposition against the Agriculture Minister Petre Daia has been dismissed in the Chamber of Deputies today. The motion was discussed in Parliament on Tuesday. The initiators argued that Daya was directly responsible for the steep rise in the prices of basic foodstuffs, for the poor handling of the swine fever and avian influenza crises, and also for the failure to secure EU funding for the Romanian farmers affected by the grain imports from Ukraine. The agriculture minister said none of the allegations were based on actual figures. On the other hand, he is set to discuss with his Ukrainian counterpart, Mykola Solsky, today about the situation created by the duty-free Ukrainian grain imports to the European Union. Last week, Poland and Hungary, followed later by Slovakia, announced a temporary ban on these imports. Poland also suspended grain transit on its territory, but following talks between the two parties, an agreement was reached on Tuesday to resume transit, provided that the grains are not sold in that country. 
Hungary also announced that Ukrainian grain shipments would be sealed and monitored while on Hungarian territory. In Bucharest, the Social Democratic Party intends to persuade the ruling coalition to temporarily suspend these imports in order to protect Romanian farmers in the absence of sufficient compensation from the European Commission. Brussels, on the other hand, finds the measure unacceptable and has called for coordinated decisions, while promising a new aid package for the affected farmers. Since the start of the Timisoara 2023 European Capital of Culture program this February, over 12,000 Romanian and foreign art lovers have visited the National Art Museum in Timisoara, Western Romania, to see the first retrospective exhibition devoted to Victor Brauner. Probably no other exhibition in the history of the museum has attracted so many visitors as Victor Brauner Inventions and Magic did in only two months, the museum director Philip Petko said on Monday. Some 100 works, including paintings, drawings, sketches, etchings and documents by the Romanian surrealist artist, are on display in Timisoara. Of these, 40 are on loan from the Pompidou Centre in Paris, while others have been made available by Saint-Étienne Metropole, Musée Cantini Marseille and other museums or private collections in Romania and abroad. One of the indicators taken into account by Fitch Agency when improving Bucharest's long-term issuer default rating was the adjustment of expenditure to revenues, the mayor, Nico Shordan, announced on Wednesday. In a Facebook post, he says that the municipality's efforts to achieve financial stability are beginning to yield fruit, given that Fitch has improved Bucharest's standalone credit profile from BBB Plus to A, one class higher than the national rating, which means a good capacity to meet financial obligations. On April the 15th, Fitch ratings reconfirmed Bucharest's BBB minus ratings for long-term foreign and local currency debt and upgraded the outlook from negative to stable. Last month, Fitch also reconfirmed Romania's BBB minus F3 rating for long and short-term foreign currency debt and upgraded the outlook from negative to stable. And that was the news. On a tour of Latin America, Romanian President Klaus Johannes discussed regional and international developments with his Brazilian counterpart Lula da Silva. I'm Cristina Mateescu with this report by Mihai Pelin. As part of his Latin American tour, Romanian President Klaus Johannes was received by his Brazilian counterpart Luis Inácio Lula da Silva. His visit to Brazil, which is Romania's biggest trading partner in Latin America, is the first at head of state level in the last 23 years. The Romanian president discussed with his counterpart about the different consequences of the war in Ukraine, from the refugee crisis to the food and energy crisis. Johannes also spoke about regional and international developments and presented Romania's vision with respect to the security situation on its borders and Russia's war of aggression. Klaus Johannes. 
Mesajul României ca stat vecin și cu cea mai lungă frontieră dintre statele Uniunii Europene The message from Romania as a neighbor of Ukraine and the European Union state with the longest border with Ukraine is clear, strong and must be understood by our partners. However much Moscow tries to justify its actions, Russia is the aggressor that violated through force Ukraine's territorial integrity and tried to destroy its independence, including by going against the UN Charter. Ukraine is the victim of Russian aggression. All the negative effects of this aggression on a global level are the direct consequence of the aggression perpetrated by Russia, going against international law. The international community is duty-bound to support Ukraine to repel the aggression and win this war to liberate the country. Romania will continue to support Ukraine unwaveringly, and all support for the security of Ukraine is in fact support for the security of Romania and its citizens. For his part, President Lula da Silva said that alongside the political and commercial relations his country has with Romania, human relations are also important as Brazil is home to more than 40,000 citizens of Romanian origin. He also spoke about the war in Ukraine. While my government condemns the violation of Ukraine's territorial integrity, we are in favor of a negotiated political solution to the conflict. We spoke about our concerns about the effects of the war, which have spread beyond the European continent. I reiterated my concern about the global consequences of the conflict, in particular with regard to food, economic and energy security. We must urgently create a group of countries that will sit at the table and talk to Russia in order to achieve a solution of peace. The two leaders signed a joint declaration on the development of bilateral relations in a number of fields. They established ways to deepen existing cooperation and expanded to other sectors such as agricultural research, digitalization, climate change, education and culture. And that was Radio Newsreel. Coming up next on today's broadcast, it's Hit of the Day. Listen to One Day with the band Holograph and Arsenium. Și nu mai e ce-a fost cândva M-am ascuns în umbra ta Și știu că te-am făcut să plâng E vina mea Zilele trec, nu pot uita Nu mă mai vrei Eu caut privirea ta Dar e pustiu în ochii tăi Dacă nu te avut o zi
Sunele de dor Vreau să respir Dar simt că mor Chiar dacă-i vânt Eu fără ari Nu știu să zbor Zilele trec Nu pot uita Și nu mă mai știi Nu mă mai vrei Eu caut privirea ta Dar e pustiu în ochii tăi Dacă nu te-am listening to Radio Romania International. Society Today Welcome to Society Today with me, Eugen Nasta. The Romanian government in early April issued an emergency ordinance regulating the status of the professional cultural worker. The normative act has been worked and reworked on for almost two years now. The set of regulations seeks to bring to normal the fiscal and socio-economic condition of all artists, writers, actors who work in an atypical way that is not like the usual employee. Concurrently, the bill seeks to give an impetus to cultural workers so they can make the most of their creative potential, at once being able to stay active on the labour market. Romanian representative Delia Bodoi has been mandated by the Ministry of Culture to be a member of the working group the European Commission has created with a view to elaborating a European set of regulations for the artist. Delia Bodoi has also participated in the elaboration of the normative act in Romania. Here she is briefing us on the circumstances they have been working on until recently. The main idea was that in Romania, as well as in other countries, cultural workers, artists, could work under the general legislation. Practically, there was a series of laws still valid as we speak, laws we can find in the Labour Code legislation and the copyright law and such like. Yet apart from that, we have obviously the independent forms, for instance, the authorized self-employed person, plus the fact that some of the artists work through their own firms, they are legal persons. 
Our legislation is quite fragmented as regards the working conditions, meaning we do not have a unitary legislative document that can include a series of stipulations capable of preventing a series of economic vulnerabilities regarding the activity of the cultural sector workers. And then this status, just as it had been stipulated as early as the 1980s, when we practically had a UNESCO directive to compose it, has the clear purpose of render the intermittent, atypical activity of the cultural worker more unitary, an activity which is at once quite specific. So the necessity was quite impending to place under the same umbrella a series of measures we labelled benefits, rights, enabling cultural sector workers to have a normal status. Actor Doru Talos is also the initiator of the Cluj-Napoca-based Reactor Cultural Independent Project. His professional experience so far has made him aware of the risks posed by a profession which is not clearly recognised and regulated from a fiscal point of view. With details on that, here is Doru Talos himself. I have been working for the last nine years in Romania. I had a workload that sometimes was much larger than average, and yet my employment record includes one year and a half. So I do not have accumulated service in my field of activity. I have not contributed to the pension fund so far, and these needs are getting more and more serious once we get older. Up until last year, I did not have health insurance because I could not afford it. And I also hope that, once a legislative framework is implemented, once a series of fiscal benefits is implemented, or once awareness is raised about the specific needs at that level, things can improve and we can reach a formula by means of which we can also cover these absolutely important needs and expenses. Therefore, the passing of the law of the cultural worker status can only be viewed as an auspicious sign, as one first step towards the status of Romania's freelance artists becoming normal. Doru Talos once again. We are extremely vulnerable in the long run, and we expose ourselves to certain risks since we fail to ensure some sort of sustainability capable of offering a series of long-term guarantees as well. This normative act, I hope it will bring some sort of clarification for the people working in the field, at once making them responsible, so that by assuming this status, we can have a form of long-term survival, which means it should take us to the point where we can feel we carry our activity as a long-term job. For the time being, my feeling is that all those working in the sector are willing to work as long as they are ready to make a series of sacrifices, while sometimes such sacrifices you can make them only in a certain stage of your life. The needs I had when I was 25 have nothing to do with the needs I have at the age of 35. And then clarifications are needed so that it can become a long-term profession or a kind of commitment that can work on a long-term basis. Here is Delia Bodoy once again, this time speaking about the content of the law proper. It is important to specify that, under this status, a cultural activity contract would be created. In effect, it will be a type of standardized contract we will be working on, as the very moment the worker is registered, 
the registration will be submitted to two institutions. First off, the incomes will be declared to the Inland Revenue Service by filling in the standardised form by May the 25th and submitting an affidavit specifying the incomes and the cultural activity proper that falls within the activities stipulated by the status of the cultural worker. Then another type of registration will be submitted to the Ministry of Culture in a specific register where the names of the workers proper are included. It will most likely be a little experiment for the next three years when it is clearly obvious what the specific interest is for that area and how much people understood what they had to do. And that was Society Today. Coming up next on Radio Romania International, Visit Romania. Hello and welcome to our travel feature. I'm Kalin Kotsuyu. And today we are going to Western Romania in Hunedoara County and the city of the same name to visit one of the most beautiful castles of Romania, Corvinus Castle, also known as Hunyad Castle. This imposing building is one of the foremost tourist attractions of the country. Magdalena Kefiti, teacher and volunteer tourist guide, told us that the construction on this Gothic beauty started in the 15th century under the rule of Iancu de Hunedoara, known in English as John Hunyadi. Few people may know that Iancu of Hunedoara was the richest monarch of the 15th century. In addition to the citadel, which bears his name, and not by chance, he also owned citadels and palaces in Hungary. Janku's family was gifted the citadel by Sigismund of Luxembourg in 1409. The building as we see today was begun in 1441, and by 1446 they had built only seven towers and an additional protective wall over the existing one. After Janku de Hunedoara, his son, Matthias Corvinus, became regent of Hungary and governed Hungary from Budapest and Vienna. Matthias Corvinus's mother continued to build the part of the castle which is known as the Golden House, for good reason, since they were quite rich. Another notable personality that left their imprint on the castle is Gabriel Betlen, Prince of Transylvania between 1613 and 1629. When he came to Transylvania in the 17th century, with all the proper pomp and circumstance, he needed a lot of room. You can see that the hall of the Diet, which was the ruling assembly, was divided upwards and sideways during Betlen's rule. They also built bedrooms for the Empress and for Gabriel Betlen. The latest buildings in the inner courtyard are from the 19th century. During this century, the situation was dire. It was said that the role of castles was waning and they were turned into storage for iron and grain. Corvinus Castle had 22 rulers and in 1725 it was turned over to the state for ownership. It has been a museum since 1974. 
If you schedule your visit around noontime, you can hear the bells. Our guide, Magdalena Kefiti, told us that they have a very interesting history. The bells have been tolling for the last 566 years since the victory at Belgrade. What is fantastic is not only churches here, but churches all over Central Europe and beyond that ring their bells every day at noon in memory of the grand victory at Belgrade by John Hunyadi. You've been listening to Visit Romania. Let's listen next to the hit of the day, a song called Next to Your Heart from Ioana Ignat. Am fost alături de tine Și atunci când nu ți-a fost bine De ce m-ai uitat când mi-a fost lumea mai dragă Nici nu mai știu ce ne leagă Nu renunța Nu pot să mă gândesc că vei pleca Când vei lua și inima Next in this program, sports. Welcome to sports today with me, Cristina Mateescu. 
no Romanian gymnastics team has qualified for the Olympic Games for more than 10 years. The last time they did, back in 2012 at the London Olympics, the Romanian women's team, comprising Catalina Ponor, Sandra Izbasha, Larisa Iordache, Diana Bulimar and Diana Kelaru, won the bronze medal. The last Olympic medals in individual events also date from the London Games, with Izbasha winning the gold in vault and Ponor the silver in the floor event. In the following two editions of the Olympic Games, the Romanian gymnasts did not do very well. The best result came in Rio in the men's competition, when Marian Dragulescu ranked fourth in the vault event. Andrei Muntan finished in sixth place in parallel bars. In the women's events, Catalina Ponor finished in seventh place in the beam event. At the Tokyo 2020 Games, which took place in 2021 because of the COVID-19 pandemic, no Romanian gymnast reached the finals. Mariandra Gulescu and Maria Holbura did not do very well in the qualifiers. And Larisa Iordache, despite finishing fourth in the floor event in the qualifiers, was unable to compete in the final because of an injury. We are now close to the end of another Olympic cycle, to end next year with the Olympic Games in Paris. Qualifying tournaments are already underway and Romania's teams have made the first step at the European Championship in Antalya, Turkey. The men's team ranked 11th in the team event and the women's team came 5th, thus securing their qualification for the World Championships to be held this autumn in Anver, where the final list will be decided of the teams who will travel to Paris for the Olympic Games. The men's team comprised Andrei Muntan, Gabriel Burtanete, Robert Burtanete, Nicolas Tsarka and Razvan Mark. In the individual events, Gabriel Burtanete ranked fourth in the vault and Andrei Muntan also fourth in the parallel bars. The women's team comprised Ana Maria Barbosu, Sabrina Voina, Amalia Giguarza, Lilia Kosman and Andrea Preda, with Voina winning the only medal of the Romanian delegation, a bronze in the floor event. She came fourth in the vault. And that's all in sports. Next in this broadcast, it's Truly Romanian. Welcome, I'm your host, Mihaela Ignatescu. Today we will be playing for you tunes performed by one of the most beloved vocalists of Transylvania, the late Dragan Muntean. To start with, here is a satirical song from Dragan Muntean's repertoire. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da
Dragal Muntan was born in 1955 in Hunedoara County and grew up surrounded by beautiful traditions and music. He first learned how to play the taragato and then started singing. He studied music at the Popular Arts School in Hunedoara and had his debut on the big stage in 1987 after winning the grand prize of the Maria Tanase Singing Contest. Here is now Dragal Muntan with a round dance. Stai joc pădure nesc, la dai dai da la na 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 După el mă prăpădesc, la dai dai da la na 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 Jocul pădurenilor, dai la na 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 Și ale ponicenilor, dai la na 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 Este bine cu cojoc, la dai dai da la na 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 na. Cojoc e făcut la vade, dai la na 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 la la. Să te joc mai nedrocut dragă, dai la na 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 na. Cojoc e făcut la vade, dai la na 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 la la. Să te joc mai nedrocut dragă, dai la na 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 na. Next, we invite you to listen to another tune from Dragan Muntan's rich repertoire, titled At the Fountain.
Dragan Muntan always celebrated his roots, his family and village. He turned his parents' home into a genuine museum of folk art and established a celebration, especially for the forest people in the region. In the following minutes, we invite you to listen to another tune performed by Dragan Muntan, Beautiful Girl.
We end today's edition devoted to the late vocalist Dragan Montan with a beautiful tune entitled I Love the Girl Who's Poor. Living Romania. Coming up next. Happening in Romania. Hello and welcome to a fresh installment in the Happening in Romania series with me, Lokramira Simeon. Today we start with a preview of two art events to be held from April 18th to 23rd in Bucharest. Tuesday, April 18th, saw the opening of the Bucharest Culture Days, an event which reached its third edition. It is organized by the Bucharest Culture Branch of the Union of Fine Artists from Romania. Bucharest Sculpture Days brings together 31 Romanian artists, both renowned and emerging. The event presents the public with sculpture with all its aspects, from diversity and relevance to vulnerability and protection and conservation actions. Exhibitions, conferences and debates, workshops and competitions will be organized as part of the Bucharest Sculpture Days. Participation is free. On April 20th, the Glass Salon opens at the Horizont Gallery in downtown Bucharest. It is dedicated to the memory of the artist Vladimir Toroyu, who died in March 2023 at the age of 72. Born on May 13, 1915, London, Great Britain, Vladimir Toroyu graduated in 1971 from the Nikolai Tonics of Fine Arts High School in Bucharest, and in 1977, from the Nicolae Grigorescu Fine Arts Institute, the Faculty of Decorative Arts, Department of Ceramics, Glass and Metal. In 1988, he initiated and organized the first National Glass Art Salon, Shape and Light, at the Horizont Gallery in Bucharest. Throughout his career, he stood out through his glass sculptures displayed at an impressive number of national and international exhibitions of decorative arts and design which brought him several awards. In 1986, the Prize of the Youth Salon of Fine and Decorative Art, the Prize of the Artists' Union from Romania for Fire Arts in 2003, 
And in 2017, the transparence, transparency is a word, at the Glass Show. About his works, the well-known critic Adrian Silvanionescu wrote years ago, quote, from dream to reality, from fun to seriousness and piety, from infantilism to maturity, these boundaries were crossed with ease and elegance by the artist throughout his existence. Choroyu transcends palpable reality and accesses parallel realities, mental realities imagined and materialized by himself. A cheerful, joking man, Vlad Choroyu built a solid and perennial work that already finds its rightful place in the history of national art." Unquote. The exhibition dedicated to Vladimir Choroyu will be open until May 15th. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Two out of three Romanians believe that things are heading in the wrong direction, and three out of four do not trust political parties, according to a European Union survey. The percentage is much lower than the one recorded last year. Trust in political parties has decreased across Romania since the previous Eurobarometer, with 73% of Romanians saying they tend not to trust parties, as compared to 64% in the summer of 2022. The new survey was conducted in the first month of 2023 and completed in April. The percentage is close to the European average, where 75% of Europeans say they do not trust political parties. In Romania, trust in the parliament is also low, with only 23% of citizens declaring that they trust this institution. The citizens' trust in the government has also dropped to 21%, being low as compared to last year. At the opposite pole, the institutions which Romanians trust the most are the army, 61%, the legal system, 46%, and the medical system, 53%. Shows the online daily putera.ro. Against the background of the very low consumption of electricity in Romania on Easter Sunday, the instantaneous export of electricity reached rarely seen values of over 3,700 megawatts per hour. Romania continuously exports electricity as of the evening of April 13th, the last working day before the Easter mini holiday. But on Easter Sunday, the hourly export reached very high values close to the 4,000 megawatts threshold. The situation arose against the backdrop of a very low consumption of electricity of no more than 4,200 megawatts per hour, consumption which is even lower than the one reported on a typical Sunday. Romania's national weightlifting team managed to obtain 11 medals after two days of competition at the European Senior Weightlifting Championships in Yerevan. Mihaela Kambei won three gold medals in the 49-kilogram category, and three more medals were won by Andrea Kotruca in the 55-kilogram category and a snatch, clean jerk, and total. Cosmina Pana won two silver medals in the 45-kilogram category, snatch and total, and Valentin Yanku got one silver medal in the 55-kilogram category, clean and jerk. Valentin Yanku also won two bronze medals in the 55-kilogram category in the snatch on total. In addition to the three gold medals won, Mihaela Kambe also set two European records in the snatch and total. 
For over two decades, thousands of children with autism in Romania have crossed the threshold of non-governmental organizations every day to benefit from the help of a behavioral analyst, the specialist who identifies their needs and manages their therapies. Although practiced for so many years, this new profession is not yet regulated in Romania. A bill currently on the table of senators establishes the rules regarding this profession and will allow specialists to open individual offices. The draft law that will regulate the way of exercising the behavioral analyst profession put up for debate in the Senate on Tuesday was initiated by seven MPs and is supported by around 70 other deputies and senators. The Sibiu Ballet Theatre was invited to participate in the third edition of the Poznan International Theatre and Dance Festival in Poland, called The Boundaries of Nature, The Boundaries of Culture, organized by the Polish Dance Theatre. The Sibiu Ballet will present its newest dance production in Poznan on Tuesday, April 25th to the general public and on Wednesday, April 26th in a closed-circuit event to which culture, figures, personalities and officials from Poland and Romania are invited. The production is called One Way Ticket and was created by choreographer Sandra Mafhima. Alongside the Sibiu Ballet Theatre, artists and dance companies from Ukraine, the Czech Republic and Poland will also perform on the stage of the festival. The Anonymul International Independent Film Festival reaches its 20th edition this year. It will take place, as usual, in the village of Santo Gheorghe in the Danube Delta, between August 14th and 20th. To mark this event, the organizers are preparing a series of surprises, the first of which is the warm-up, scheduled to take place at the Elvir Popescu Cinema Hall in Bucharest, where some of the films which received the anonymous trophy over the years will be screened. Thus, on the 20th day of each month, starting from April, film aficionados are expected to the Elvir Popescu Cinema Hall. And that's all from Happening in Romania. From Mila Kramiora Simeon, it's goodbye now. Focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. Simply Folk.
wrapping up today's broadcast on Radio Romania International, it's Simply Folk. I'm Ana Maria Popescu and our guest today is Marin Kisser. Born in the village of Goita Mare in Dolce County, southern Romania in 1912. The founder of folklore studies in Romania, Constantin Brailoiu himself, was so impressed with Marin Kisser's repertoire and his skills playing the flute, pipe and bagpipes, which Marin would manufacture himself, that he worked extensively and used Marin's music in his research. In 1952, Marin Kisser joined the Tokerlia Ensemble in Bucharest, where he worked until he retired. He performed with the country's best soloists, but he had a particularly close professional relationship with a planned flute player, Gheorghe Zamfir, with his orchestra he toured Europe, Australia, North America and Asia. Marin Kisser passed away in 1994. Here is an old recording of Marin Kisser playing a dance tune on the pipe. And with that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next program for Western Europe at 17 UTC on 13,750 kHz in the DRM system and on 15,180 kHz in analog system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programs, tomorrow, at 11 UTC on 15,320 and 17,670 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet at www.rri.ro, channel 1. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at rri.ro. Goodbye.